Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast. I'm your host, Asterios Kokodos. With me, as always, is Sarantia. <laughs> we have a lot. Are you still doing it, sir? Neither one are up. Tell me, just let me know when you're done. I'm done now. Okay. We've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we are moving our recording date. We got a live show in New York City coming up. I'm hearing from people all where we, we got a porg update. Tollard has unleashed a freakish new power that I'm looking forward to telling you guys about. Let's get a little business done at the top. Me, one of my best buddies, Joe Stapleton. He's a comedian. We worked together at Mad TV, and he became like a professional poker commentator who tours the world hosting poker TV shows. Me and him were doing stand-up. In New York City, Saturday, March 23rd at 10 p.m. at Under St. Mark's in New York City. It's an actual nice theater. And uh, if you want to get tickets, you can get tickets at twitter.com slash stereos. I'll be doing stand-up for the first time in a long time. I'm very nervous. I'm very scared. I'm very much looking forward to getting drinks with people after because that's the part of the night that I that I'm confident at. It's like... I'm great at having drinks and talking to people at a bar. Stand up. Oh, God. I'm scared. So come out and see us. Sriracha, are you going to be there? Of course I am. Yes, I will be there. I will drink with you if you are there. Come. It will be great. Uh, come and give give me your porks. If you have a pork in your house, give them to me. I will take care of them. That's a, that's a fantastic <laughs> idea. Speaking of, uh, speaking of porks, Tollard. What's wait, hold on. Zwick, play the pork chatter theme real quick. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Sriracha, what's going on with Tollard? <laughs> Tollard, I woke up one morning and if, if for anybody watching the live stream, you can see over there. Tell me if I'm not right about this. Does it look like Tollard has seen something that Tollard should not have seen? <laughs> Tollard is a six foot tall pork, and that is not an exaggeration. Uh, Tollard is a kind of pork that was made exclusively for Target. For those people who don't know, Sriracha, would you mind telling the whole story of how Tollard came to join the flock? Yeah, Tollard is Tollard is not a pork that you can buy in stores, like at Walmart or Target or the Disney store porks. Tollard was, is a pork that was never intended for personal <laughs> ownership. <laughs> <laughs> Tollard is, uh, you were over gathering, it's not six feet tall, it is... Three, uh, 48 inches tall, which is a, a little over. It's a nine foot tall super pork. Its hands are the size of frying pans and its feet are the size of Mazamiatas. It's got, it, Tollard is goddamn gigantic. Hey, you guys want to watch me pick it up and roll yes. it on the bed just to see how big it is? Okay, watch this. Yes, 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 yes. And if you can't see this, go head on over to patreon.com slash stereo. Subscribe for $15 and you'll get to see uh, the fetish video that got deleted from Twitch. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Oh, jeez. Okay. Ow, ow. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. Don't fall. Don't fall. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, it is really, really hard for me to overstate how large Tollard is. The thing I love about when you interact with Tollard is Tollard is a ragdoll, but Tollard is somehow ragdolling you. Like, Tollard is clearly in control of all of the physical movement when you're holding her. It's it, 
It's really something else. Because tolerant is very heavy. I don't yes! Th- I think it's really easy to underestimate how heavy this... this the, tolerant is a stuffed animal, but tolerant is also a solid, I would say, 35 pounds. <laughs> but it's not just that tolerant is so heavy, it's that you're so weak, correct? Correct. That is very, very correct. I cannot do a push-up. Yeah, she's tried. It's really funny. She'll start to shake... And then she'll give up and get sad. Yeah, I need I need Jamie Lynn Hughes to help me. <laughs> I was messaging her at one point. I was like, I want to start squatting, but I can't squat the bar. What should I? I can't like lift the bar. And what should I do? She was like, uh, I forget exactly what she said. But she's like, you need to be at seventy percent of your AMR. I was like, well, I know what each one of those letters means individually. <laughs> did you did you tell her that you're at one hundred percent of your ASMR? Did you tell her that today we're gonna talk about? This new YouTuber that I found that's annoying. But first, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to tap my nails on my phone. People really seem to like it when I ASMR people tap their nails on their phone case or a hairbrush. So we're doing that. And now I'm gonna reach into my desk. Tr- oh, my scissors aren't here. I was gonna snip some scissors. People like that too. <laughs> they like the scissors. I guess so. I don't know. I don't get ASMR. I like the I like the wet sand cutting, but the rest of them, like the whispering and the clicking and the teeth chattering, don't do anything for me. It all feels it's too intimate. I can't do it. There are now a, okay. Here's how commercials work. Commercials are nine months behind everything else because something becomes popular. A copywriter writes it up. They take it to their boss. Their boss takes it to their boss. Their boss goes to the client, pitches it. They talk about it internally. Maybe they say yes. We go through revisions, blah, 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 blah. Nine months after something's popular, it's a commercial. There are now ASMR commercials. I saw a commercial for like Stella Artois where like there was like a very pretty lady like tapping on the like going tap 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 on the glass and then doing like the pour like you could slowly hear all the pouring and then it was followed up by another asmr commercial for a mattress company or something where it was just like you'll have the whisper quietest sleep of your life on the casper mattress blah 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 and i'm watching this asmr stuff and i'm just like am i supposed to be jerking it to these commercials like i my mom and dad are here can you stop, like, trying to get me to jerk it to a Stella Artois bot? Like, I'm just trying to eat. I'm trying to eat my tater tots here, hang out with my nephew, not get crinkle tinkles in my over-the-ear <laughs> headphones. Yeah, uh, Starbucks is doing Starbucks is doing that, too, but they're doing the wet sand cutting on Instagram. I don't know what their excuse is. You can put an Instagram post up immediately after you see something. <laughs> I'm guessing that once one per... Okay, here's the other way fucking commercials works. When one, like, so everyone just pitching ASMR bullshit the moment it becomes popular on Reddit. Like, because all these kids do is read Reddit all day. But then the moment one ASMR commercial actually gets made, every other agency goes to their client and goes, we told you, see, we told you, Starbucks is doing ASMR now, just like we pitched you five months ago. We've got to get our ASMR stuff out now or we're going to be, or Starbucks is eating our ASM lunch. So that's why now everybody's doing it. 
Is there a category of people that hates ASMR? Like, I know that there are people that love it, that get the brain tingles. There are people that don't get the brain tingles. But there is there a segment of people that really don't like ASMR? That's a good question. I heard that like 10% of people, cilantro tastes like deadly, deadly poison in their mouths. And like 80% of people can't taste cilantro at all. And 10% of people love cilantro. I don't, I, I don't like it just because, again... I'm not looking to forge an intimate sexual relationship with cilantro. A- I would. I love cilantro. <laughs> tell me more. There's nothing no, I- more to tell. I would eat it all day if I, it was immediately available to me. <laughs> okay, but it's just like, look, Stella Artois already doesn't taste great, and it's overpriced. Stop trying to get me to have sex with a bottle of Stella Artois during the day. Speaking of which, Stella, it's sex in Stella Artois. I saw a commercial for them recently. It had Sarah Jessica Parker in it, and she was dressed like an asshole. And she comes and sits down, and the uh, waiter comes over and says, "A Cosmo, ma'am." And she's like, "She's like, no, I'll take a Stella." And then the band stops playing, and everybody looks at her like, "Yeah, because she's like sixty now. She's on diabetes medication. Don't be surprised." Well, also, her character was drinking Cosmos, not her. That would be like if Mark Hamill came in and they were like, would you like a lightsaber, sir? And he's like, no, I would like some spaghetti and meatballs. Funny that you say that because the other person in this commercial was Mark Hamill. (laughs) I forget what drink he asked for because I don't know Star Wars. Is there a signature Jedi drink or something? Yes, blue milk. Gross. You gotta drink it fresh from a titty. Okay. Oh, man. That's green milk. That's a whole different kind of milk. Gross. Star Wars people are disgusting. Yeah, I yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, of course we are. Yeah, we're gross. <laughs> we're man children, baby. But in those Stellar Truckers, have you also seen that uh, the dude from uh, the dude from the Lebowski, he's doing them too. That he's might- just like. He's like, man, I'm not going to drink white Russians anymore. These Stella Artois really tie the room together, man. Yeah, you know, I'm a fucking idiot. It, I, I realized right now after you said that, that it was not Mark Hamill. It was that guy. <laughs> that's okay. They're both old. I feel like I'm so divorced from pop culture. I can't differentiate any, I differentiate any old white guys from one another. Except Woody Harrelson. Oh, I saw, I finally saw Solo, that movie. It's got Woody Harrelson in it. No way, right. Yeah, because uh, he, he plays like Han Solo's like mentor figure. He's like kind of a scumbag and stuff. Like he's like a smuggler, Han Solo's a smuggler, blah, blah, blah. But uh, that movie definitely has Woody Harrelson doing his best to say the line, I'm on the ventral guns, like the Millennium Falcons getting attacked. And he goes like, I'm on the ventral guns. And then he runs down to the ventral guns and he's going like, pew, 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 bang, bang. And it's like, this is Woody from Cheers. Like, you should not be on the ventral guns. You, I, we, you should barely be on the soda gun. You are a, a you're a dumb hayseed from Kansas. But he's doing all this sci-fi dialogue and he's giving it and he's trying to like Woody Harrelson it because you know how he's like a really good actor. He's like trying to like sell it and make it sound all normal. And it's like, I'm sorry, man, like Stanislavski could not give you enough Meisner technique to make I'm on the ventral gun sound normal. What is a ventral gun? I don't even know. (laughs) I don't know either. I'm so lost. Is he shooting at something? Is he using... (laughs) <laughs> well, because the thing is, it's like, the, like okay, the Millennium Falcon has has quad laser turrets. 
you know, it's got it's got two turbo laser turrets. But I, is one of them the ventral? Is like ventral? Is it like starboard, aft, ventral? I don't. I don't know. Are you speaking English? I have no idea what any of these words you're saying mean. I don't know. God damn it! Oh, hey, do me a favor. Make sure that you're not peeking like crazy. And we're back. Technical difficulties. Sorry. Well, speaking of difficulties, it's time to get to Sriracha's slight of the week. Is that what we're calling this? <laughs> I don't know. We need to do. We need to do a thing. It's not Survivor this week, but damn. You know what? I was. I realized I might not like Survivor anymore. I might be getting too old for Survivor. <laughs> well, after twenty seasons, now is the time. When you, you've probably been watching Survivor since you were four, right? I I've been watching it for a long ass time, man. Definitely since I was in elementary school. But here's the thing: it, it was, social media was not really a thing when I first started watching this crap, and now it's it's getting too meta. It's getting too meta, and I'm starting to realize it's getting too meta because I ventured onto the subreddit after. I watched it and it was just flooded with like gifts and reaction faces from the one dumb dummy contestant who should have been voted out. It was not. And I'm like, oh, they're just keeping her around because social media is going crazy. And that kind of takes me it takes me out of the experience. <laughs> OK, but I mean, how can they be keeping her around if, if the contestants vote each other off? Because Survivor is scripted. <laughs> Hey, ody, 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 I thought everybody knew that. What do you? I, but they vote each other off. Like, well, I like I. I don't know what you mean. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm actually asking you for help. Look, I worked in reality television. I know it's all fake, but like, it, it's still a game show, right? Like, what do you mean? I think that the producers tell them they have two people that they get to pick to vote off from. Oh, everyone. That's my personal theory. I have nothing to back that up. Besides that, I feel like that's correct. <laughs> okay. okay. And as we know, feels not reals. Okay. Yeah, I would. Uh, I, I I used to date a girl who was. Uh, she was an editor for. Um. Uh. What is it? That show where the fashion designers. Uh, Project, Project Runway. Runway. Yeah, and and she would always talk like about the winner edit and the loser edit and how you have to edit the show to make the audience think this person's going to lose, but then they win and make this person think they're going to win. They're going to lose. Um, yeah, okay, we all agree that, uh, Survivor's fake as fuck. Okay, yeah, but anyway, no. so wh- what- I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, what were you, uh, hold on, let me, let me, let me, th- give me one second. Okay, so, can we come up with a name for this segment, please? I know you're really excited to talk about something called lily like calm oh god i'm so excited i'm so excited about that and napolitan spaghetti here how about you guys just listen to me rave for 10 minutes and then you while you're zoning out you could think of us no 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 it needs a segment like like what's grinding sriracha's gears like sriracha's sriracha says stop like we like if we can't market it then it's useless to us (laughs) look at how upset taller looks at me you didn't even talk about Tollard's new powers. Oh, Tollard sees the future now. Whatever. Yeah, par- <laughs> yeah. apparently Tollard has psychic powers now, much like Raven from That's So Raven. Okay, oh. so what's up with this week's Sriracha Says Stop? Have you ever, have you ever watched a My Morning Routine? There's a very bizarre segment of YouTube videos called Morning Routine and Nighttime Routine videos. And have you ever, have you ever seen any of them? 
No, here's what I have seen. Like, me and my place videos where it's like a hot girl, she's in her underwear, and they're just like taping her, and she's like, this is my living room, it's nice, this is my bed, I've got thousand count Egyptian, blah, blah, blah. I've seen stuff like that, like me and my place, where it's like, ooh, I, I'm getting to know this girl, maybe one day she'll date me. Like, right, and I'll that- live in this studio apartment in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Is that is it the same thing? It's you're you're close. You're you're in the you're in the right part of town, but you're on the wrong street. There's a big intersection because the uh, YouTubers that make these videos, they make the videos about like my apartment tour or check out my closet. Also, very often make these my morning routine videos. I discovered this very bizarre, this very bizarre but very prolific segment of YouTube. Of women, very, very hot women, very attractive women, never men. You never see the men for some reason. Like even sometimes they even talk about their boyfriends or husbands. Like one of the girls was like, I wake up every morning. The first thing I do is make a green smoothie, one for me and one for hubby. And then she throws it in the garbage. (laughs) I better not see a single photo of her husband around. I, I, I don't even want there to be like an indentation where his head would be in the pillow they better fly out that queen size mattress and fly in a twin size mattress. Because if she's dating anybody, how am I supposed to lose myself in the fantasy? I don't know. They must have, right? Because I watched this video. They show her waking up alone in bed. They always do this one weird scene at the beginning where they pretend to sleep. And then yes! pretend to wake up with a face full of makeup. Like, mm, yeah, this is how I wake up every morning. Yeah, with fake eyelashes. Yeah, I've <laughs> but- seen... Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. I, I've, I've seen that where like, or they'll do the comedy thing where they'll be like, oh no, is it 7 a.m. already? Oh, five more minutes. Bad guess I better get out of bed. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's like, you're lit. There's a giant light on you. You're perfectly evenly lit. Also, there's a cameraman here. Yeah, I go. I also go to sleep in my wig and with my fake eyelashes <laughs> on. <laughs> How did you know? So relatable. Anyways, um, what's the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? I take a dump. Oh, really? How about you? Um, I usually sit and scroll through all of my social medias six times <laughs> for like thirty minutes. Oh my god! This morning, I made I made a I made a very very big mistake this morning. Hang on, let me open my app. Uh, I oh, like no. to I like to buy and sell penny stocks on Robinhood, and the best time to do that is between like nine thirty and ten. I don't know why, but that's when everything goes up and down real fast. And there's a rule that you can only do three round trips in a five day period. And I fucked up, and <laughs> I bought, and it skyrocketed. And now I'm like up 4%, but I can't sell it. And I'm like, oh, this is going to jump so hard tomorrow morning. No, no, I just want to sell. Please. Is it going to jump as hard as I jump every morning? Yes, it's going to jump so hard. I'm so scared. Come I, on. I, just Two more ex- hours. Just to explain, I don't know why Sriracha just made the jerk off hand motion, but just to explain kind of what she's talking about a little bit, Robin Hood is is like an app that is clearly trying to incentivize long-term investing and retirement investing. So they don't want you day trading because like Robinhood loses because like all the trades are commission free, right? Yeah, that's not a Robinhood rule though. That's an FTC rule. 
Oh no shit. Tell yeah. us more about this. Tell it's, us shit. It's called the pattern day trader rule and it's there's literally no reason for it except to stop poor people from making money trading stocks if you have less than $25,000. In your taxable brokerage account, you can only do three round-trip trades a week. When you say a round-trip trade, you mean buying and selling the same stock in the same week? Correct. In the same day. In the same day. So you can game this system by like buying it at the end of the day and then selling it first thing the next morning because that's technically not in the same day. But that's risky. And so like I fucked it up and didn't count it correctly. So I bought this morning and it's like, you can't sell this. I'm like, no! (laughs) I need to get rid of this! What is your current Robinhood portfolio? Like, what stocks are you... Like, give our listeners some hot stock tips. But before you do, say, I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, this is for entertainment purposes only. I'm being totally I'm, satirical. I'm not qualified to give you guys financial advice. Also, I don't want to. <laughs> oh, you don't want to give up your hot stocks? No, because I don't want anybody to take my advice. I clearly have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> It's just fun. Just tell people what you're trading. It's fun. Come on. Uh, okay. Well, I got I got fifteen thousand shares of Weatherford International, a shitty, shitty uh, Irish mining company that I can't get rid of. <laughs> I need to dump my bags. Wow. This is okay. not. Oh God! It's already started. Oh wait, no! What? It's dumping. It's dumping. No. No. no wait. What if I swoop in uh, now? You now you own fifteen thousand shares, so yeah. I assume each share is worth point oh 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 five pennies. Close. Okay. What if I swoop in and buy a hundred dollars of it right now to goose the stock price? Okay. You know, yeah. uh, the kind of trading that is explicitly illegal and that we shouldn't be talking about on a radio show. What a do you think? Stereos Coconuts. I don't think you, you don't have the financial power to pay for your lawsuit. I don't think you can fix the stock market. I'll move the markets, baby. I'll make the markets move and groove. I'm doing Fortnite dances and Apex Legends dances on the markets, baby. I'm a big we, player, baby. Why don't we pay off your lawsuit and then we'll worry about, uh, Price manipulation scheme. <laughs> okay. Oh, a long time ago. Oh, wow. This article is dated May 20th, 2013. Long ass time ago, I wrote an article for Vice that they didn't publish. Um, it was called uh, The Dumb Index, Investing in Companies Because They Have Funny Names. <laughs> and what I did was I read every single stock symbol there was. In, in the domestic and international markets, like all of them, not just the ones that are on the indexes, like all of the symbols. And I spent $100 to invest in 13 companies based on their names alone. Uh, for example, I bought a stock called RAD, which actually stands for it's the Radical Co- right Corporation. But it's RAD, baby, <laughs> Radical. Whoa, look out. I also bought a stock called Cool. I don't know what that one is. What is that one? It's a it's Majesco Entertainment. Uh, the they made a that? they made a video game where fashion crazed teenage monsters go to high school, but it's not the teenage monsters from Monster High. It's so it's that, the successful monsters that love fashion going to high school. No, 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 no. Uh, very unsuccessful. Force Field Energy Inc. If anyone's going to have force fields, I want it to be me, baby. That's FNRG Force Field Energy. 
if you invest in force field energy, when the force fields come out, you get the first crack at the force fields. I want force fields. How great, you know how like sometimes when I eat, it gets very messy and like mustard gets all over my clothes and face and hands. It gets in my beard. It's very unattractive. You've seen it, right? I have. Yeah. What if I had a force field around my clothes so that I I couldn't get stains on my clothes because I had force field energy? What are we talking about? Where did this conversation come from? Hyperdynamics Corporation, (laughs) HDY. That's where the X-Men would work if they were real. And now, grandparents.com, there was just a, there was, oh, RVP, otherwise known as retractable technologies. How great is it when something retracts? Serious, you know, Vice used to send people to North Korea. How did you think this article was going to compete with old school Vice? You know what? They green, it's just the guy that I was, my editor over there was just like an asshole. Like he greenlit the article. I pitched him. I'm like, I want to do this thing where I invest real money in, in companies based on like their, uh, how funny they are. And he was like, yes, absolutely. I wrote the thing up. And then I think he like quit the next day. I also pitched Vice on the day that Trump said the best taco bowls in the world are at Trump Tower. I love Hispanics. I called up Vice and I was like, I will run down to Trump Tower right now and try that taco bowl and tell you if it's the best taco bowl in the world. But the politics editor was like in Australia or something. We couldn't hook it up. Whatever. Can we do that for my birthday? Can we go to Trump Tower and try the taco bowls? <laughs> Are you serious? It's the best taco bowl in the world. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that is your whole birthday. <laughs> we will not go out to a fun dinner after, so there will be no Instagram session on a rooftop. You're not also getting a plush. You're not also getting some housewares. That's it's the br- birthday too. <laughs> and you know what? And we're going Dutch. I I will go with you to Trump Tower. I will eat the taco bowl. We're splitting it. Then fuck you. You're not coming. I'll just go to the taco bowl myself. Oh, no. What am I going to do if I'm not inside Trump Tower? You're not going to be in the best taco-, taco bowl in the world. I don't know that it's the best taco bowl. And you never will now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Have fun at Trump Tower. There's a Build-A-Bear workshop right around there. I'll be building a bear while you, while you, while you go fucking eat this. You, how old must those taco bowls be? They have to be like a year old. Have you Trump ever seen? Be like, no one knows what these taste like fresh. No one's ever had like a fresh taco bowl right off the taco bowl factory line. Honestly, these bowls are more just to put the thing. They're more for show than for eating, if you know what I mean. Have you ever seen the menu at Trump Fifth Avenue? <laughs> well, can you, you want to just pull up the menu now and just walk me through? No, this no, place? I'm just telling. It's weird. Like it's weird. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. they have. It seems like they devoted all of their chef's creative powers to the cocktail list, which is impressive. They have some interesting cocktails on there. Uh-huh. Brunch, and then the only. Food that you can get is a cheeseburger or a New York strip steak. Yeah, the things that uh, that Donald Trump eats. Yes, yes. Every day, <laughs> so he eats every day. That's crazy. Yes, yeah. Don't you know that with this guy, they okay. So here's how much McDonald's this guy eats. He eats so much McDonald's that the White House staff they were like, well, 
I mean, you know, we need to make sure the president doesn't get poisoned. So we're going to hire some McDonald's cooks and get all and get a bunch of McDonald's ingredients and like build a small little McDonald's here in the White House to get him his McDonald's. But then Trump was like, doesn't taste the same. Tastes gross. (laughs) I can tell this isn't the real McDonald's. So every day, one of Donald Trump's bodyguards has to go to a different McDonald's in disguise to order him McDonald's so that the McDonald's so that they can't poison the president's Big Macs. It would be real easy to poison somebody's food at Whack Donald's, too. You used to work at McDonald's. I used to work at Whack Donald's. Yeah, the turnover is high. <laughs> like if you show up, and be like, "Hello, my name is my name is Thomas. I look for job as line cook. <laughs> I look for. How, do you get an order? Do you have any? Oh yes, Thomas. Well, this looks great. Uh, do you have any questions for me? Yes. Do you get order every day at around one twenty-three p.m. for two Big Mac, large diet Coke, and large French fry? <laughs> uh, yes, we do. I'm very excited to start in my new position. I can't do it for too long because it goes from Russian to Minnesota. <laughs> Is there a place where I can store my green syringes of goo? My goo syringes. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, on top of the fry later is fine. Just make sure it doesn't fall in. Understood, comrade. Hey, we are comrades, aren't we? We're all comrades in arms here. With the, the, the big McDonald's fight. What? What's that bag of white powder? Oh, this is, I am addicted to cocaine. <laughs> Oh, me too. Uh, can we do? Can we do a bump in the back later? <laughs> yes, it's not like McDonald's. I, I, I'm saying it would if you had if you had a target that you really needed to poison. Getting a job at McDonald's and poisoning them as long as you knew what they were ordering would be incredibly simple. <laughs> That's why they have to switch up the McDonald's. You never know what McDonald's he's gonna get. Oh, we're gonna get investigated for this. <laughs> eh, probably. Okay. This is satire. Don't kill anyone. <laughs> And then finally, I would suggest that everybody invests in Supreme Industries Incorporated. Oh, you're still on this. I don't know what it means. I don't know what they make. It's not the Supreme clothes, but they're called Supreme Industries Incorporated or STS. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll invest in the dumb index again and see if I can make a little bit of scratcheroo on this. That'd be funny. What if you invested in that and it like beat the S and P and everybody <laughs> became famous? Uh, that guy. would that would be fantastic. <laughs> My ironic trading is better than your regular trading. Okay, but speaking of trading, we are trading forts over here in the jazz-like conversation. It is our normal day, everyday banter. But speaking of banter, I know you have a couple of things to say about these I wake up in the morning videos. Oh, God. Did you watch? Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm obsessed with these videos, and I want to make this clear on the outset. I'm going to be talking about one YouTuber, Lily. If you're listening to this, if somehow this gets back to you, the YouTuber's name is Lily like calm lily if this gets back to you we're not pod nemesises i love your videos i've watched them all five times i am bewitched by your youtube channel we you're not my new jericho mandibure we are friends here but asterios there is a youtuber her name is lily like calm she has a large number of these videos like tore my apartment what i do in the morning and it's there. They make me uncomfortable. 
They make me uncomfortable in the best way possible because every morning she wakes up, she she goes through her morning routine and then her nighttime routine, and her life is so perfect that it it it's unsettling. It's very unsettling. And I've been trying all week to figure out what about this woman makes me so uncomfortable. Do you want to watch a video of hers? You know, I would love to. I, I don't know that uh, we could technically do that. I, I, it might mess up some of my recording thing. I'd honestly rather just hear you talk about it if that's okay. Oh, okay. Well, she does the thing where she fake sleeps, which is always the best part of these videos is them pretending to be asleep and then waking up. And then she drinks her lemon water and she spends 10 minutes cleaning her pristine apartment that has more marble in it than a Roman Colosseum. There is marble everywhere. She did a she did a studio apartment tour. She lives in a studio apartment, and she said, "Oh, the theme of her apartment is marble and rose gold, and those bitches are everywhere." She has a marble coffee cup that she drinks from that I want, and she drinks oat milk, and she's got a five minute segment about how she froths her own oat milk. Does she have like a wand, like a frothing steaming wand? Yes. Yes, she okay. does. I didn't even know oat milk. I didn't even know oat milk was, was frothable. This explains why a couple of days ago you texted me, quote, do you want to get really into oat milk? And I said, yeah, OK. Yeah, whatever. I do. I do. Because Lily's in my brain now. She's infecting me. And these vi- these videos, there's nothing ostensibly weird about them. There's nothing that I could pinpoint I mean, besides the fact that, oh, your apartment has no garbage in it and it's pristine and it looks like you just moved in. Like, oh, okay, that's that's a little weird. But I, after watching more videos, I realized there's two things that are unnerving about this woman's YouTube channel. First of all, and this is not her fault. This one is not her fault. I think she is Swedish or Dutch. So her voice has no inflection to it. How may, I, may I hear an impression of this woman talking about oat milk? Today, I am going to make my own oat milk. I start by pouring half a cup of oatmeal into a cup. Then I chase away the demons by pouring a small amount of ricin into my milk. I do this every morning to prevent myself from being poisoned later down the line by building up a tolerance. (laughs) And you wondered why this was creepy. (laughs) I'll tell you why I think this is creepy because I saw this video because you sent it to me. Yeah, you watched it? I I watched like a minute of it and I was kind of like, like, what? Here's why it's creepy. I am not told why I'm supposed to care about this person. Now, with those like in my room videos, it opens on a shot of the girl in her underwear in her bed. And it's like, that's why I'm supposed to care about this person. She's incredibly attractive and she's in her underwear. Okay, now talk to me about feeding your dog or talk to me about whatever. (laughs) When's garbage day? Whatever. But with this girl, like, you barely see her face. Is she a model? Is is she like a nutritionist? Like, I don't know what she is. So I don't know why I'm supposed to care about, like, the minutiae of her mug. Now, I have deeply studied Lily Lightcomb. I can tell you that she is a photographer. She went to law school at some point. I do (laughs) not think she's a practicing lawyer. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, so far, I'm a better lawyer than her. Got it. Check. Correct. Me me too, actually. Me too. <laughs> okay. Very, very good. Very, very good. 
The second thing, and uh, that's obviously on the outset what makes is it's like it is her apartment is like if you forced a robot to look at 10,000 Pinterest pages, 10 million Pinterest pages, and then the robot somehow gained uh, awareness and a person and became a human. And that's the only frame of reference it had for what human beings are like. That is what Lily Like Com is. Additionally, as I kept watching these, and I'm like, it can't just be that her life is this perfect, right? I realized in no point in any of her videos does she try to make an attempt at humor <laughs> at all. Interesting. And no, I'm not even saying like I expect to be rolling on the ground. I went through I went through about 40 of her videos to try to just identify something that was not a serious statement. And I could I found two examples out of about 30 videos and i am really stretching the definition of a joke here like usually when you watch these videos the women wake up they're all excited and they're like here's one for the husband and throws in the car that's fucking hilarious first of all second of all two jokes that i identified was first when she opens the door on her apartment tour she says hello mtv and welcome to my crib I consider that an attempt at a joke. So this is how far we're stretching this definition, okay? If you think I'm being too strict on just things that are funny, I'm considering that. Second, when she is doing her morning routine, she hands, she's got a cup in her hand of coffee and she moves it towards the camera and said, would you like a drink? I consider that a joke too. And that's it. I know what you mean when you're saying joke. You mean you mean you're meaning like a light statement. Is it? Now I, I hate to say. That, oh, sorry. I, I like. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I can't think of a. If there is a word for what I'm trying to say, I'm sure there is, but I'm just too stupid. I don't know. It. I'm not even saying like a joke, as in a statement made to make you laugh. I'm saying a statement made that is not a literal description of something that is immediately happening no 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 there is a term for that we call that light copy where it's like yes it's not like a waka 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 set up punchline yeah. thing but it's just a little light it's a little it's a little bit of character copy now this is going to sound sexist and i'm sorry go ahead but i'm gonna say that this cribs line did it sound like maybe it was fed to her by a producer off camera I I do not think that she has a producer uh, because well, who's holding the camera like her boyfriend like someone's holding this camera probably it did not feel I mean it felt forced because everything she says feels forced okay <laughs> but I I don't think that she has a producer because I feel like a producer would have encouraged more of this oh, oh well, <laughs> by producer I mean boyfriend does it sound like some does okay does hello MTV welcome to my crib. Does that sound like something she would come up with, or that some, or does that sound like something that someone might suggest she say? I don't know, man, because she said it, and she felt I could feel the uncomfort in her voice. So I think that might somebody might have said that, or she might have seen that on another YouTube video. I was like, "Haha, that's very funny." And then she tried it herself and realized, "Too far out of my shell. I need to go back." No, no, no. The other thing I'm going to say is this. The line like, I make one for me and one for my husband, cut to the shake being thrown away. That also could be crafted in the edit. Because like, you know, they shoot for hours and hours to make these little two minute videos. So it's kind of like, 
Well, so there's probably this B-roll of the shake being thrown away, you know, because like she makes a shake and now she's done with it. So it's kind of like, you know, she could say she could say one for me and one for my husband. And then the editor, who who I assume is not her, could be like, ah, now I'll put in this B-roll thing. Like that's not like that's not even necessarily her making that joke. You know what I'm saying? Unless you think she's editing these. I do think she is editing her own thing because she had a whole thing about how she's a a photographer so i mean i assume she's editing it just because she also shows us her editing software but then again i'm not naive enough to think that these big youtubers with two hundred thousand subscribers are sitting around doing their own editing <laughs> well i mean like you know sometimes like monkey clearly did his own editing because he likes to have control of the project like for me like editing is just kind of stressful so like i'm like ah, i'd rather hand that off to somebody else all right so anyway sriracha are you there yeah i'm here i'm here do you secretly want to be one of these girls? Oh, fuck yeah, of course. Of course I could. If I could live this lifestyle, I absolutely would. If I could become a Pinterest alien. And it, th- that's and that's the part that got me there. I'm like, am I being too tough on this woman? And then I thought to myself, no, because this is not how human beings communicate. Communicates when they talk to one another, do not speak with no inflection, and also directly just... I don't know. I'll, I'll put a link to the video in some description somewhere because I want you to watch this and tell me if you're getting this weird, just unnerving vibe that I get from these videos. But absolutely, I want to become this person. If I could, if I had the capacity to wake up at six in the morning every day and make drink oat milk coffee, hell yes. Hell yes. No question. Not even a thought. Not a second thought. I would. Yeah, I get the sense that like, you know, because... You've watched 40 of this person's videos, so clearly something about it speaking to you. When you listen to Jericho Mandibure, like, you originally sought that out because you were looking for, like, spiritual guidance, exercise, nutrition advice. You know, last week you were complaining about, uh, I'm sorry, you were doing one of Sriracha's silly screeds <laughs> about, about uh, some clothing company. But it's like you're probably looking at these at these clothes a lot, and you want these clothes. Oh, how do yeah. we, How do we turn you into like a YouTube? What's the phrase for this kind of girl? Like a YouTube influencer? Yeah. How do we? <laughs> yeah, because it's like I don't want to use a phrase like Instagram thought because that's derogatory. But like, what do you want to be like a nutrition influencer, a fashion influencer? Like, I what do you want to be? I think I missed my calling. I think I'm too old. I'm too old and I'm too set in my ways. This girl's yeah. 35. How do you know that she's 35? She's very well lit. This girl is not. You are a hundred times younger than this girl. That's not. First of all, that is verifiably false. You're <laughs> half Jericho Mandibure's age. Oh, like, Jericho You Mandibure. always bring up your age as a thing where you're like, literally, every time I try to talk to you about career stuff, you're always like, it's too late. I'm too old. By the way, Sriracha's 23 years old and the internet has poisoned her to the point where she's like, if you're not 19, you're dead. You're a dead. It's like, that is real bad that you that that is stuck in your head first of all first of all first of all fuck jericho mandibure i don't want to be jericho mandibure <laughs> jericho mandibure we are enemies okay. me and lily like come me and lily like come i i have a begrudging respect for her. i have no respect for you jericho mandibure <laughs> but you also like that girl that has all the porgs right jenny nicholson oh yeah yes. she's a uh, not an instagram girl though i don't uh, look i don't know who any 
I only know about these people through the lens of you. But if you could be Jenny Nicholson, you'd want to be, right? I, I think I am Jenny Nicholson already, but just with much less money. We have to. Okay, here's what we have to do. We have to get you a YouTube presence. You're oh, so oh. fucking funny. Just you talking to the camera. The thing that everybody always says about the loudest podcast, so like my favorite thing is when Sriracha yells about this or Sriracha. It's just like once a week. It doesn't have to even be well edited. You could do this thing that we're doing now with the Google. Hey, just like you got to get on Instagram and you could do like a porg of the day. Like every week you're just like, here's this porg. Here's his name. Here's this. Here's that. Here's what he like. You could do this. No, 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 no. I need, first of all, I need my own studio apartment with marble coffee cups. Well, we have a one bedroom that's already better. Yeah, but we where can- are the marble coffee cups? Hey, we have that mug that says, that says breaking local woman's best friend rules. You could drink out of that coffee cup. We have that coffee cup that's just a big sheep. The one that burns your hands when you take it out of the microwave because you bought it in Scotland and apparently they don't insulate the handles over there to their mugs. Yeah, thanks, China. Fucking grade A product. You gave us China coffee mug that doesn't warm the water. We microwave water. It doesn't warm the water, but the the, uh, handle of the mug does become molten lava. Wait, way to go. Yeah, this is how this is supposed to work, right? Every time I forget to, every time I forget. I remember this one time I was holding that mug the sheep mug, and I was like, what if I pretend I'm drunk and break this so this never happens again? Don't. I know that's the thing, but then it's you. I know that's your gift from Scotland or something. I don't know. I know that mug is special to you. It's cute. It's really cute. I wish I could use it. I wish it I wish it functioned as a mug, but unfortunately it doesn't. It doesn't do its one job. I think we need to start to graduate that mug to pencil halter. Yeah. uh. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, if you if you want to know more about uh, Sriracha Silly Screed this week, you can look up Lily Like Com on YouTube. That's Lily Like and then Com Like dot com. Uh, that's her YouTube address. I assume that her website is Lily Like dot com. Yeah. Um, we will be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast. Welcome back to our final segment of the Loudest Podcast. Going to update you on a couple of things. Number one, uh, for anybody who's uh, who watches the live stream, we're going to be moving the live stream to Saturdays. Uh, because, look, I had this idea where I was like, I want to do the show on Monday afternoon so that people can listen at work. Because, you know, I would always listen to podcasts at work or YouTube streams at work. You know, it's just like something nice to have on the background. Apparently, a lot of people can't just listen to two idiots screaming at work, let alone call in to talk about what cartoon girls they want to fuck. <laughs> Excuse so, me, I need the supply closet for the next half hour. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, so literally, every single person I asked, like I sent out a mass email to all the big dollar patrons. I was like, should we move this to Saturday? Every single person replied, yes, please do. That's better. All of them. So we're moving it. So we're going to move our tapings to Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, you know, so hang out with us on Saturday. And we're going to try to do some more call-in segments, too, so we can get people hanging out. Um, so, you know, again, speaking of live shows, don't forget I'm doing a live show in New York City, me and Joe Stapleton, Saturday, March 23rd at 10 p.m. at Under St. Mark's. You can find tickets to that on my Twitter Twitter.com slash stereos. It's pinned to the top. And 
But now we have a couple of funny texts to a stereo. Switch, put in that sound effect for this. Now, Sriracha, Sriracha, sigh as if you don't like this segment. (laughs) Yeah, as if I don't like this segment. Okay, I'll try to get into character. (laughs) Okay. First text I got. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I said that some guy was getting his balls lasered? Yeah. Well, Laser Balls has recontacted us. And he said this. Thank God it was just a calcium deposit. What? That's a thing? Yes. You know, there's a lump down there that they got a laser. So, you know, the first thing I'm thinking is testicular cancer. Yeah. That's what a lump usually is. That they did the t- did tests and they're lasering his balls and they got the whole laser thing in like in like in gold uh, goldfinger and uh, they found a calcium deposit they lasered it straight off and uh, he, he, apparently this guy's got to pay like a thousand dollars in fees for an MRI and he's like I can't believe I have to spend a thousand dollars and I didn't even have cancer and I'm like. Well, on one hand, obviously the American medical system is fucked and you shouldn't have to spend $1,000 at age 23 because you think you might have cancer. But on the other hand, hey, buddy, you don't have cancer. This is the bargain of the century. Yeah, I mean, you spend way more than 1000 bucks if you got cancer. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Way to find the bronze lining to this. Like, buddy, you're cancer-free, baby. Relax. I, um, I think it says a lot about you and also me that when you heard ball waxing, the first thing you thought was cancer. The first thing I thought was sex, deviant sexual pleasure. You, that is 100% true. <laughs> when I told Sriracha this, this fan of mine is texting me about his balls being lasered, she did assume it was a kink of some kind. She well, did. Because it's serious. If I came to you and was like, I'm going to get my vagina waxed today, would, you, would your first thought be, oh my God, she's got ovarian cancer? No, but you know that there's a difference between waxing and lasering, right? People laser hair off all the goddamn time. Most of it has nothing to do with cancer. How many men do you know who've lasered their sack? I don't know. I haven't asked many men if they regularly laser their sack, but I get. But I bet Monkey Jones does. Okay, I bet he does too. <laughs> but that. But that. If you've never. Anyway, congratulations on being cancer free, kid. We're we're. Yeah. we're we're really happy to hear that. Somebody else texted me this. Uh, and by the way, this doubles as an Asterios kills a kid. So Zwick, put that in, but also put in the Asterios uh, to funny text boing too. Can Layer I mix them up? on top of us. <laughs> mix them up a little bit. Okay, where'd this thing go? All right, so this kid texts me and he goes, um, I just accidentally sent a video of me licking my toe to 19 people. Do you have any advice? Sriracha, I'd love yeah. to just get your first reaction to this. What do you think of this? I think my first reaction is uh, my brain is split into first, I want to know why. Because my first, obviously, the first place my brain goes is why were you taking a video of you licking your toe? But then the immediate second place is how do you accidentally send something to one person, let alone 19 people? Like, you need to add those in your phone. Or do you just have a group chat? I guess it's possible if you had a group chat and clicked on that instead of whatever heretic Tinder Tinder lady you're just seeing. I had the same exact thought. I was like, how do you accidentally do this? It, that's kind of like, uh, 
I had this, uh, I had a coworker who was like an attractive lady. And so people would always like text her like, LOL, wouldn't it be funny if you sent me a picture of you and your bra? LOL, JK, 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 if you're offended, but for real, if you're serious. But if not, we're just being fun, JK, JK. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I bet this guy gets off on these people accidentally seeing his feet and mouth doing the, the Tennessee two step. You know yeah, what I mean? you know, that's immediately what I thought after you said that was I've got a lot of accidental dick pics in my life. Have <laughs> you really? Oh, God, yes. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. that. Tell me. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I mean, the standard script that they follow is they send you a picture and they're like, or they'll set it up. They'll be like, hey, do you want to see a picture of my budgie? I'll be like, of course I do. Yes, I'm never. I will never say no to that. Loaded up with viruses. I don't care. I will always click that link. You can email me <laughs> a link to trojanhorse.org and say, hey, this is a bird falling asleep in a little blanket. I'll be like, yeah, click. <laughs> oh, I have to download it. Yeah, sure. Oh, I have to run it as an administrator. That's fine. <laughs> what but, delete uh, batch thirty two? Okay, whatever it takes to see these birds. System thirty. It's system thirty two. I don't. You know, I don't know. It's you don't know because you have a back though, so that's kind of understandable. It's system thirty two, okay. but they'll set it up like that, and then they will instead send. I th- I think intentionally send not the picture of the bird, but the picture of the bird's bird. Uh huh. There's a really hot picture of me on my desk from college. You guys want to see it? Yes. Why do I have this? Can you see that? That's me. Oh, that is a hot picture. Isn't that a good picture of me? Yeah, you look you look all Jessica Rabbity. That's great. Yeah, I don't know where I was during that, but well, whatever. Continue. <laughs> okay. It's, you know, a long time ago, like on the on the the biggest problem, I said, I said. I feel like we should all just kind of admit that, like, women have it a little bit harder than men when it comes to some shit. Now, obviously, every fucking neck beard freaked the fuck out, and they were all like, meh, meh, SJW, SJW, meh, I hate you now. But it's just like, at, quote, accidentally getting dick pics is something that I did not even know happened, and I'm 37. I feel like there's this secret world of, like, women getting annoying shit happening to them and it's kind of like they have to develop the ability to just roll their eyes at it because if they didn't they would go crazy what do you you think of me mansplaining how men treat you to you a woman i mean i think there's there's some kind of cognitive dissonance here because if a guy gets because guys always want to see nude pictures right yes like you get you're talking to an attractive lady. You you want to you want to see your naked, obviously. Would be nice, but it doesn't work the other way. Like, and so you assume in your animal brain, they're like, "Oh, she likes this, so I'd like this," and then you send it, and it's it never. No, I can yeah, tell it's you, like, mm-hmm. so sorry, entirely male audience. No one has ever been excited. If she says she was, she's lying. She's lying to you. She's lying to you. No one has ever been. Ex- I don't care if it's James Franco. I don't want that. I don't want it. I don't care if you've been dating for 10 years. I don't care if you're still in that. You're a teenager and you're still in that phase where you're like, oh, we shouldn't be doing this because it's illegal. It's production of child pornography. But no, no, everyone is lying to you. 
Everyone is lying to you. No shadow of a doubt in my mind. If this was a murder conviction, I would send it to the electric chair. I am 100% positive if you have ever gotten a positive reaction to that. You are or have been or currently are being lied to. <laughs> okay. First off, I love how you went, oh, don't, uh, to like uh, a felony child sex abuse engagement <laughs> charge. Yeah, kids, don't send notes. I assume that the reason the girl wants the dick pic is less about like, I'd like a picture of your erect penis to masturbate to, and more, this is a fun intimacy sex thing. We're being bad. You're in a hotel room because you're on some work trip. We're both a little lonely. It would be nice to see your penis because then I know you're thinking about me. You know what exactly. I mean? I feel like it's the naughtiness that is fun for girls and not the actual ramrod dick. But again, uh, this is me mansplaining sexuality to you. Do you think there's any yeah. truth to what I'm saying? I, I think you're right. I think we're getting to the same street, but we're both coming from different directions because mm -hmm. you can accomplish that. We're, like, we're both saying that the recipient of this photo is not interested in it. But we're saying the interest is, I'm saying that they're doing it just to make you happy. And you're saying that they're doing it for the emotional connections, which is also something that you can accomplish without sending the photo. <laughs> I guess that's I guess that's true. No, I guess that's true. Like you could send a hot picture of your arms or your chest or whatever, or you know, some kind of sexy. Like I don't, I, I don't really, I, I don't do it. I, 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 I the, the nude. I, I, I'm not gonna. Sidebar on child pornography nudes. Oh, um, great sidebar. Okay. My cousin. I have a cousin who is in high school. She goes to a public high school, and she called me the uh, other month and was like, "They want to take my phone." They want to take my phones at my school and the administrators say that they can look through it. Is that true? I'm like, absolutely not. No, like, okay, they can take your phone. They cannot unlock it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I would never give my, I would never give my high school principal my passcode. I mean, I and would, I guess, I, yeah, I guess the reason that they're doing that is because some kid got arrested because he made a Instagram, a secret a secret Instagram where he was putting up girls at the school's nudes and like exposing them. And then he got arrested for possession of child pornography. There was a real life gossip girl boy. <laughs> yes. And it was just a nude account, a secret nudie account on Instagram. And just like, yeah. So they want to make sure that nobody is doing that. I'm like, what was a fake name I was calling this guy? Kate? I was like, Kate, the police need a warrant to look through your phone. What the fuck makes you think a public school teacher can? Just turn the passcode on and don't unlock it for everybody. Better yet, leave it at home. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Or do that thing where if you put in the wrong passcode 10 times, it wipes the phone. Also, well, so aren't these teachers going to be looking at child pornography to find yes! the child pornographer? Yes! Like, I don't know that that's cool either. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, to find the child pornographer, I must become the child pornographer. Welcome to American public school. The the geniusy and all of its wisdom of American public school. They're going to indict their administrators for looking at child porn to stop kids from sexting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not <laughs> I'm not interested in that. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. I like it when cri when crimes are solved because someone's pretending to be a psychic or because someone has real life OCD because their wife Trudy died. I'm not looking for a to catch a pedophile. I must become one. I'm gonna get myself a. I'm gonna get a trench coat and wear shorts 
flip flops. I'm gonna grow a big growth mustache, smoke clove cigarettes. I'm gonna put bacon grease in my hair, and we'll find the Instagram pornographer. Ooh, hello. It's like nah, school. You can't even get these kids to pass the SATs. You're gonna. You're going to fucking find the master pornographer? Call the cop school. The cops will call the FBI. And I'm sure they'll fuck it up too. But at least you shouldn't be doing this. Did I tell you this was also, she is also in one of the only schools left in there. She was in middle school. One of the only schools left in the country that still does dare. (laughs) They don't do dare no more? No, because he does not work. Man, it of does not. Of course, it doesn't work, but it's there to make adults feel like they're doing something. It's the predilection towards action. You know, humans, if there's a problem, they will always choose the course of action over the course of inaction, even if the action makes it worse. Like with these goddamn straws. Like, look, I'm all against plastic waste, but I hear that, like, the new Starbucks lids that don't have straws actually use and waste more plastic. But everyone's like, yay, we got rid of the straws. We're fe- we feel better. Yay. And it's like, oh, but this is worse, though. It's this is going to sound really insensitive of me, but when the straw ban came out, there was a very vocal minority that were like, what about people with disabilities? What, what disability would cause you to need a straw? I mean, you know. Parkinson's? Yeah, you know, if you're, if you're a, if you're a paraplegic, your arms don't work. You know, if, if you're somebody who's like very, very paralyzed, you know, like a lot of, it's kind of like this. Usually it's your body that's paralyzed. If your head's paralyzed, you're fucking dead. So like, you know, there are people who, you know, Christopher Reeve could kind of only move his head and mouth when he got kicked by that horse and then he, he died young. Um, but it, but when I hear people, th- that to me, I don't like either because it sounds like straw manufacturers like pulling people in wheelchairs in front of their straws and be like, oh, but think of Christopher Reeve. It's like, well, you know, the disabled can probably get straws or have straws or use reusable straws. Like, we'll figure this out. The disabled, we'll fit like. We can get rid of most straws and still have some straws for the disabled. This isn't an either or thing, I feel. Yeah, like if your argument is, well, why should they have to buy their own straws? Could you have like, uh, like, okay, when you go to a coffee shop that's not Starbucks, they give you a mug that you borrow while you are drinking and then you give it back. Can't we do that with the straws? Like we give you a straw that you use and then when you're finished, you give it back. Yeah, well, because we, ha- you and I have reusable straws here that we wash in the dishwasher. We do? Like, yeah, yeah, you. yes, we have two of them. One for my Dunkin' Donuts mug and one for your mug that's covered in sparkly hearts. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. I like, bought that while I was drunk. The one that you bought while you were drunk. Yes, exactly. Um... <laughs> It's it's like why should the disabled have to pay for straws? I don't know why should the disabled have to pay for their arm sling? Why should the disabled have to pay for medicine? Why should the disabled have to pay for anything? You know, it's it's kind of like someone tells me that the expense of the straw isn't the thing that's (laughs) fucking over this disabled person's family. It might be the expense of the of their Professor X super wheelchair. Yeah, I was thinking of if I had Parkinson's on the list of costs, I think straws would be pretty low. Have you seen those cool <laughs> Parkinson's spoons that, like, your hand could be moving around like crazy, but it keeps the spoon part gyroscopically stable? 
no, what? Yeah, Parkinson's runs in my family. And so, like, you know, I'm always kind of, see- I'm like, one of these days is going to happen. So I, I got to get this spoon. I got to get this. I'm going to have to get a lot of straws. Like, I got my little, I got my little, eventually when I develop Parkinson's shopping list in my head, I'm going to get one of them super spoons. See, I learn something new from you every day. I had no idea you could develop Parkinson's. I thought you were just born with it. Well, you're born with a genetic predilection for it. It may express itself or not. You know, kind of like how there are people who have the, the genetic predilection for cancer. They have the BRCA1 gene. They don't all develop breast or ovarian cancer but you still got to watch out. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. no, I know what you're saying. All right, well, anyway, so here's the advice I gave this guy who licked his toe and said it to 19 people. Tell me. I said, immediately send this. April Fools! And then say, gotcha, guys, early this year, winky face. This year's April Fools is going to be wild. So stay on your dot, dot, dot toes oh that's good i don't think you've ever had a better answer to any question than that that's excellent i can't improve on that five stars thank you and then i told him and now you got to spend the rest of the month coming up with like the best april fool's prank ever because then you got to deliver on this you got to come up with like a save by the bell style you know how in sitcoms pranks are always incredibly complicated like we were watching that episode of the big bang theory where like sheldon hid in a couch for five hours to scare leonard i watched impractical jokers last night i know everything about crazy pranks okay what's your favorite punishment Oh, my favorite, my uh, my all-time favorite Practical Jokers punishment, and I realize it's going to sound like I'm pulling this out of my ass because this is one of the only ones I think you've seen, was at the end of that one episode where they made Q sit on the panel with like this pro-feminist speaker, and they were like, you have to disagree with everything that they say. The woman's like, I think women should have rights. (laughs) Everybody looks at Q, and Q is like, well, I mean, uh, we can't take these things too far, can we? That was... I thought that one was amazing because they're treating him like he is literally a mentally challenged young boy. That, <laughs> like, yeah. My favorite, remember the one where like the ball guy had to give a speech, but they put his feet in a tank and put a bunch of cats in the tank because he's deathly afraid of cats. And so like cats are like playing with and touching his feet while he's giving some speech. I love the practical jokes. Do you remember the one, the one where Joe had to sit in on some kind of uh, poetry reading and his phone rang 50 times? Yes! And the lady comes over and is like, you need to leave. You need to shut your phone up. He's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. I thought someone was going to like take a swing at him because like he keeps apologizing. He keeps saying, I'm sorry. He keeps saying, I don't know how to use this phone, but he's clearly there for 20 minutes of fucking footage. Like he's clearly there for so long. And there's a guy reading a poem. There's like an old guy reading a poem. And it's clear. This guy's not famous. This might be the only guy this ever reads a poem. This guy ever reads a poem from an audience. Yes, we're saying sorry. I saw one last night that I think uh, the guy almost got the shit beat out of him. He was uh, the the punishment was it was Joe. He had to do. They're like, okay, we got you a job, and you're uh, pretending to be like, what is it called when you are filming a TV show? The guy with like the headset on that just gives instructions to people. Oh, it's just a, the, the, like a line producer. 
Yeah, like a line producer. He's like, we did your job. You just got to do your job. And the only thing you have to do is do 100 push-ups during the course of this commercial. So there were people. They had a bunch of people there. It looked like a real setup. And they had two famous baseball players. I don't remember who exactly they were, but they were actual famous people. And they were like, these two baseball players are the only people that aren't in on the joke. And so Joe is standing behind them while they're filming, doing push-ups. And the white guy turns to me and I was like, bro, can you do that somewhere else? <laughs> we're in the middle of a shoot, right? And he gets all up in his face. And he's like, I just don't understand. I'm sitting here wasting my entire day. You're ruining this whole shoot. And Joe is just sitting here struggling to continue doing push-ups because he can't do 100 push-ups consecutively. He's on like 74. He's laying in the dirt. <laughs> Behind him, I, I seriously do thought think that this guy thought that this guy was gonna try to take a swing at him. No, I, that's why I love impractical jokers. I love impractical jokers. Here, okay, we're closing on this. We got we're going way over time. We got to wrap Hell it up. Yeah. Have you noticed how True TV is trying to like use every part of the impractical Joker Buffalo? Now they're doing the episodes of Impractical Jokers where they have like VH1 style pop up video facts that come over old episodes of Impractical Jokers, or they're doing a thing where, like, now we'll see behind the scenes of the Impractical Joke, and they have a guy who is clearly Colin Jost's brother. I don't know that for a fact, but I know that for a fact, because his name is, like, Hank Jost or something, and he's, like, go, he's, like, ah, they hid the microphone here in this coffee cup. Oh, here's where they hid the camera. Now you get to see how the Impractical Jokes are made. And that, and then... They're doing a thing that's a lot like Talking Dead. You know those shows after a show called After Shows? They're doing Impractical Jokers after shows where like Murr and Q are sitting at like a table in front of an audience of 12 people talking about their favorite pranks. Just stop. Just stop with the Carbonara effect and stop with I'm sorry and stop with all the... It's like they keep trying to build other shows on True TV so that they're just like, we're not just Impractical Jokers. And it's like, hey, True TV, you're just Impractical Jokers. Just air Impractical Jokers all fucking day. Do your after show. Give them a podcast. Just do it. Yeah, no, they really caught lightning in a bottle with that practice. I love that show. I can't stop watching it. It's great. And they're never going to have another, what is it, The League or whatever, whatever. Other thing True yes. TV made that yes. people left. Well, I'm, I'm pulling up the True TV thing, True TV schedule. Like, whatever, like, the moment I see the Carbonara effect come on television, you know what that's telling me? Hey, Impractical Jokers is over, and I want to fucking vomit. Like, I don't care if the Carbonara Fitch is the best guy. Yeah, here there's a show, uh, Those Who Can't, a show about wacky teachers. All I'm seeing is not Impractical Jokers. I'm sorry. Uh, John Glazer loves gear. Pay- and here's the thing. John Glazer, one of my favorite comedians. I loved watching 90s Conan. At Home with Amy Sudaris. I own several Amy Sedaris books. Like, I love Amy Sedaris. I loved watching uh, Strangers with Candy. So, so I own Strangers with Candy on DVD. I would listen to the DVD commentary of Strangers with Candy. I'm sorry, though. It's not Impractical Jokers. Just give it up. Here we go. Here's today's schedule. You ready? Yeah. Okay. From 8 p.m. to midnight, how many times does Impractical Jokers air? 
Oh, okay. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me get 8 p.m. to midnight. Uh, By the way, that is nine half hours. Nine half hours. Out of nine half hours, how many times does Impractical Jokers air tonight? Six. I'm sorry you're wrong. The answer is seven. At 8 p.m., we've got Impractical Jokers. At 8.30, Impractical Jokers. At 9 and 9.30, a double rock block of Impractical Jokers. At 10, those who can, it's the show with the teachers. 10.30, John Glazer loves gear. 11 o'clock, Impractical Jokers, inside jokes. 11.30, inside jokes. Midnight, inside jokes. And you better believe if I could see what was airing at 12.30, I bet it would be Impractical jokers i'm gonna watch impractical jokers today i'm not kidding i'm gonna watch like three hours <laughs> no i'm also gonna watch impractical like like look tacoma fd we all love the super troopers but they're super not the impractical jokers anyway I know they are but i know who the impractical jokers are anyway that's it for the loudest podcast. Now I'm steamed. I got to go eat some chicken and carrots that I've had burning in the oven this entire time. <laughs> this episode was edited by Zwick. He edits for us for free because I got sued out of all my money. So if you can hire him, that would be great. Then I'm bringing something to the table. Hey, look, Zwick, I got you a gig. This is like your relationship with me is an entirely one, an entirely one-sided money pit. Uh, but speaking of money, we got the moneyest musicians on the block. We got Waterboy making in our opening theme. And our outro music is by Tom from the Roast Mortem Podcast. You can listen it at RoastMortemCast.com. Thank you so, so much. Grab tickets to uh, my live stand-up show. Uh, have a good time. Tell your friends. Five stars. Patreon. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.